Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Follow Steve at Steve Geller WWL. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check out over on YouTube and hit the subscribe button there as well. And one person we are subscribing to very much over the next few weeks and, you know, probably beyond, Caden Ellis, a guy who is earning himself money with every tackle he makes. He is in the final year of a deal. He's not even making a million dollars this season for, for at linebacker, which, you know, for a normal person, that probably sounds ridiculous. But for a starting NFL linebacker, that is uh, that is very sub-market. And I wasn't sure what to expect from him. We've we've seen him for four years at this point, so we have a good idea of who he is. But I wasn't sure what to expect from him in a starting role. And he has made you feel a whole lot better about being without Pete Werner for at least a couple more weeks. You know, we always hear the next man up mentality and it's really hard to replace that net, you know, that guy that goes down because obviously they're a starter for a reason, but man, it'd be hard to really see any kind of drop off since Warner's been out with, you know, Caden Ellis in the game and man, yeah, just a seventh round draft pick out of Idaho and, you know, has dealt with some injuries and in early in his career but a guy that's always had that effort, that want to, uh, you can tell he's got that love of the game. Dad was an all pro with the Denver Broncos, has that pedigree. And 
I just I'm I'm always impressed with Caden Ellis and a guy that is easy to root is easy to root for as well, just because of the the positive energy he always brings. He is a very uh, religious man too, and always talks about his faith playing a part in his football as well. He really does, and you know I'm glad that's a good segue into the interview itself. Here's what Caden had to say when we talked to him yesterday. How much were you uh, eager for this opportunity to kind of show what you could do in a, in a more expanded role? I mean, since I've been here, I've been on one of the most dominant defenses in the league. I've gotten to play with such amazing players. I've gotten to play for such amazing coaches. Um, the talent has just been through the roof, the experience. And I mean, every year I've been here, it's been a team with um, aspirations to, to be champions, not just divisional, but with Super Bowl champions. And, uh, the roster's always been there. So um, I understood, you know, kind of the position I was in, you know, a late round pick with uh, promise. Um, I mean, I've always known I've had the ability uh, to, to play well and to do great things in this league, but, you know, was kind of forced to to look at myself and, um, you know, really have to critique these last couple of years and, you know, DA Hodges, Nolan, all the, all the great coaches that have been around have been able to help me in that. And so this year, I felt primed. I felt ready to go. I felt uh, that, you know, the holes in my game that maybe were once there were either minimal, uh, minimized or gone. Um, and I would created strengths in them. So, you know, I've been very eager for the opportunity to get to go out and show what I can do to go out and help this team win, to go out and play the game that I love to play um, and try to give glory to, to my God in doing it and um, bless the name on my back in doing it. And, uh, the entire city of New Orleans. So I've been eager and I'm just, it's, it's been so exciting. What, what are the holes that you've, uh, you felt like were filled in this year that, that, that are gone now? Again, I mean, I'm sure you could have my coaches, coaches around the league, um, people that would maybe say whether well, filled in or minimalized, they could argue with me on those points, but um, at least if nothing else, I know I've worked on these and gotten better at these um, is, is coverage, you know, especially, you know, just feeling in a zone and then, being able to recognize concepts. Um, that was something I had to do. Uh, another, another area I had to work on is coming out of college. I basically played a lot of DN, now said linebacker. I was, I was a pass rusher and I had some experience off the ball, but not to the extent that really you need to um, be a great inside linebacker in the NFL. So uh, my eyes, and that was something that Coach Hodges has worked with me since um, since he was the assistant um, before he took over the lead role. And, and he, he's helped me and built cutups for me and um, just found ways to help me so that as you see the, the formation, as you see the play happening, where your eyes are supposed to be, what you have to see peripherally, um, that, that's something I, I had to grow at. And I'm sure I still do. You know, there's always more, more work to be done, but that's something I've had to, had to work on hard these last couple of years. And uh, last year, I'd say my range. Um, you know, I felt like a really great athlete uh, coming out of college. Um, and then after having my ACL, honestly, I, just to be honest, I didn't have the Adrian Peterson type of story where, came back immediately quick, rapid. Um, you know, it took me quite a long time to feel like myself again, um, really up until last year to feel like the player I, you know, the athlete that I once was uh, speed wise and agility. And then this year, you know, you know, they brought in some, some really awesome strength staff, Dr. Ray, and, um, Matt, Clapp, um, and they really helped me this off season um, as well as just putting in work myself to, to increase my speed and explosiveness um, and agility. So, you know, those were areas that, that talking to DA, talking to Coach Nielsen, Hodges, um, our scouting department, um, I knew that I had to work on to be the type of guy that they could trust to put on the field. I worked hard. Um, 
and God's just uh, allowed me to reach some reward right now. So I'm thankful. Um, again, I know I have more work to be, more work to do because I'm not done as a player, but um, it's been exciting to, to get to go out and show what some of the work I've put in up to this point has been. How, how do you feel like just this, this, the speed and agility helps you as a pass rusher paired with your previous experience? Like some of the stuff you were doing yesterday, like on those sacks is crazy. You don't really see that from linebackers and like, you're just kind of exploding through there and kind of have that, that refinement that a lot of guys at linebacker don't have. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, my dad was a two time all pro defensive lineman, you know, first round pick as a DN kind of transitioned to a defensive tackle. Um, so that's kind of his, you know, what he's had from me <laughs> since I've been young. You know what I mean? As soon as I told him I want to play football, it was uh, either quarterback or pass rusher. Those were the two that, that we worked on. I played quarterback in high school. Basically, I was just a running back because I couldn't throw worth a lick. But, um, you know, when it came to pass rush, it was something that I've, you know, always had a knack for. Um, and he's really helped me refine it and really helped me develop it. And then um, getting to come here and, and work with Nielsen um, and Hodges and just the way that, they and DA have built our our uh, third down plan is has been really something special getting to watch you know you know maybe someone that didn't have as much of a DN background more of an inside linebacker Demario but is one of the best pass rushers in the league in, in what he does um, especially attacking interior you know getting to watch these guys getting to work with them and then adding like you said adding, getting to add the increased explosiveness speed and agility it's been it's been something that um, again I mean already watching the film from yesterday there's there's some stuff that I, some, some passers plays I wish I could have back, um, not including, not even talking about the one where I had Stafford in my arms, but um, just, you know, where maybe I didn't get to the quarterback on one, but at the end of the day, it is coming together well. And um, I, I got some good opportunities yesterday to show just how well I can pass rush and I'm going to continue to work on that. After the game tomorrow, I think his words were the best kept secret in the NFL. You know, obviously he's a guy you've worked closely with the last four years, you know, what does it mean to hear that type of praise from, uh, you know, a guy that's done as well as DeMario? It means a lot. I mean, uh, the man that DeMario is even more so than the player, just like the leader and the man that he is. Um, it's special. And, and uh, I've been in football for many years now. I've been around a lot of great leaders, a lot of great people. Um, he's right at the top. He's just such a special human being. Um, and then you take into account just the every year all pro type of player that he is um, to hear those words from him after the game. It, it meant a lot. You know, it was uh, he's been there with me through the whole, you know, through it all. He's seen me as I was struggling in certain times. He's seen me when I wasn't playing well and he's seen me when I've done good things these last four years. And um, just hearing that he said that it, it meant a lot because he's he's a really amazing, amazing person and a really amazing player. So, uh, yeah. Caden, can you get into specifically what like what you want to do improve in, in coverage? Because you you've been in a starting role for a while, mostly on ball. Um, so yeah. playing playing uh, in space, what, what did you want to get better at there? <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> uh, again, just kind of going back to, I mean, the base was speed and agility, uh, particularly after my my injury. I felt like, but even before, as I was a rookie coming in, you could tell I just didn't quite have. I remember his first uh, spring ball and. And DA came up to me um, and it was like maybe one, two weeks in. And he's like, Caden, I love what you're doing in the run game. I need you to work on that coverage for me, okay? And I, I was a little rookie, like, yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't really know what he was saying or what he was talking about. I, I, you know, I, again, I, I didn't know much about off-ball linebacker stuff. But, you know, now looking back on it and reflecting and, and uh, self-scouting, you know, to just a feel. So when you're in a zone, you got to have the feel. you got to have the route recognition. You know, if you've got two by two, 
if two to your side does this, well, it takes out a certain number of plays. There's only so many other plays that can come. Um, so with the recognition and the feel of the quarterback, uh, being able to sink in the zone and, and know basically what's coming and how you have to take away, what you have to take away for the defense to be successful. Um, and then when you get into more match and man, it's really just your footwork. Um, you know, in college, you're allowed to beat someone up all the way down the field with your hands. And so using my strength in college, like that helped me. But now in the NFL, you get five yards. And even sometimes they don't give you the full five yards. Um, so just being able to step and replace, being able to have good footwork, uh, to stay calm in coverage and to just react and, and then play the ball. You know, all those things are, are aspects of the game that I have, uh, I have really had to work at. And I'm not done. I, I still have to work at them. Um, but it's been something that I've improved and uh, I've been thankful to show it. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, and I think one of the more interesting things from that interview is how it's he talks about, you know, he's always felt comfortable as a pass rusher. You know, he learned from his dad, uh, Luther Ellis, who's an excellent NFL defensive tackle pass rusher. And you look at the his grades from Pro Football Focus. The last two weeks, he has been graded out at 90.1 and 91.3 defensive grades. Unbelievable. That's pretty wild, isn't it? No one against the Steelers, the next highest grade was like P.J. Williams with a 76-something. Like he, he's been that good. Four pressures in this game, two sacks or one and a half sacks, uh, two more hurries. He had 11 total tackles. He led the team. It's just remarkable. He had a, one, one sequence in this game where he got a sack on third down to end a drive. The Rams punted. The Saints ran three plays and punted back. Well, he also got 11 special team snaps in this game. So on that punt, he went downfield and made the tackle. The next play, first down for the Rams, deep in their own territory, he and Carl Granderson get through for another sack. So on three back-to-back-to-back snaps, he had sack, punt coverage, tackle, sack. (laughs) Late in the game where when the Rams are trying everything they can to make a run and get back in that game, he was just like, nah, I'm good. Term you hear with someone running around with their hair on fire on field, that was him. In a good way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's made it more remarkable by the fact that, like, he played the most snaps of any player in that game. He played 70 total snaps, with including the special team snaps. He had 59 on defense, 11 on special teams. And he was still running around like he had – he could have gone for, for hours. And, you know, it says a lot about his work ethic. It says a lot about his fitness. And, uh, you know, he talked about – in that interview, he talked about how he tore his ACL in his rookie season – and, you know, some guys can come back from that really quickly. You know, you mentioned Adrian Peterson with his, yeah. you know, remarkable recovery. He wasn't like that. He, it took him a little longer to come back. And even in year two, he admits that like, he wasn't right. Like he wasn't back to his normal athleticism is being a dynamic kind of all around linebacker. He was still feeling it. 
And it wasn't really until last year that he was back to the level that he wanted to be at. And, you know, that's, uh, it's interesting to hear a player be that open about, you know, it's like, yes, I was struggling. And so you see him really coming into his own right now and, you know, he's going to get paid. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. I think the Saints are going to want to retain him, but he's going to get he's going to get an offers from somewhere, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see if the Saints can keep him around. It's uh, he can put on his resume too now. You know, Demario Davis says best kept secret in NFL. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not going to be a secret, Demario. You're telling everybody. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, then teams love to come in and scoop up Saints defensive players, right? Like it happens. And one of the biggest questions about him was whether he could cover. Well. You know, he had really a, a 79.8 grade in coverage in this game, you know, and he's looked better and better every week. So, yeah, I mean, you have you now have a guy who is you can confidently say can play all three linebacker positions. Teams want that. The Saints want that. You know, like I, I think Demario, while he kind of seems like he could play forever, I don't know how much longer he has in the thing, you know, how much gas he has left in the tank, you know. And so if, if you're t- kind of looking at the future and you're the Saints and you're like, trying to plan for a scenario where Demario is not here anymore and you can build around Pete Werner and Caden Ellis, you know, I think maybe you will uh, get a little get loose with the purse strings uh, uh, when that comes to call. But either way, it's just really, it's a really good story. You know, a former Idaho Vandal who wasn't even invited to the combine, you know, and, and hopefully we can get to see that continuing. Cause I don't know how you take him out the field at this point, even when Pete's healthy, you got to find a way to get him out there. Well, I love too, uh, you know, talking to him in the locker room and stuff. He said, you know, he didn't get many offers going to college because he was so adamant he wanted to play quarterback. He was he wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL and kind of told like shied away from telling teams that he was a linebacker as well. So, and look at him now. I mean, like four years now on the Saints, and uh, you had mentioned the grades for him in pass coverage. That's what I was most impressed with because, you you know, as a pass rusher getting after the quarterback and being able to stop to run, sure. But I thought him being able to drop back was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, 6'3", 238. He can move around. He's very athletic. He's very strong. He has real pass rush moves. And so I think what we're going to see, you know, Peyton Turner went down. We didn't talk about that in the opener, but Peyton Turner went down with an ankle injury. I knew the second I tweeted, oh, Peyton Turner's down with an injury, I was going to get the immediate like, oh, he's always hurt. It's like he, he he literally made a stop on fourth down and then was getting up and someone rolled on top of him and like sprained his ankle. Luck, like, it's not his fault. That's just right. bad luck, you know, and that's been the Saints have had a lot of really bad luck with injuries. But there was some good news in that it was a low ankle sprain, which is the ideal scenario if you're going to have to deal with an ankle injury. Hopefully he's not out too long. But for the Saints, you saw that in this game, you've seen it a good bit all season, the linebackers are going to have to be involved in pressuring the quarterback. And so, like, I think that's something where you really need to be able to take advantage of Caden's skill set. You really need to be able to take advantage of DeMario's skill set as pass rushers from the inside. And, like, A-gap pressures are even lining up on the line because, I don't know, you're going to have to generate pressure from somewhere. You can't just let guys like Jimmy Garoppolo sit in the pocket because that's what they want to do. Right, they want to sit in the pocket and let things develop downfield, and you got to get them out of their comfort zone somehow. And so, I think Caden's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, we saw Jimmy G way too comfortable on Monday Night Football yeah. being in the pocket, and look what he did to Arizona. That could happen here with the Saints very easily. Another guy, you know, on the defense having to step up with so many guys down, especially at defensive end. Carl Granderson, I thought, had a really good game as well. He did. He did. He he got in for. At least one half sack. I think he got 
um, robbed of another one because he and Caden both got through on both those sacks I talked about. So Carl got credit for the la- the second one. He got a half sack. The first one, he, you know, I don't know how he missed, but he just dove over the top and was like, that should have been a half sack, but whatever. No, he's been good. And yeah, I mean, I don't know who you're, who you're lining up there, right? You're basically down to Tano, Passigno, Contavious yeah. Street, I guess, could bump outside if you need him to, and you can put, you can kind of run this jumbo set. Maybe Marcus can get back, right? He was questionable for this game, I believe, right? Yeah, don't for, no, no, he was he, he was, was out. out. Andres Pete was questionable and he didn't right. play. Maybe, yeah, maybe Cam can get back. Jabari Zuniga was an elevation off the practice squad. Maybe you bring in somebody off the street, but either way, you're going to have to find a way to generate pressure somehow because that group is, you know, that was supposed to be, you know, we taught it, it's weird because throughout much of the season, that was a very healthy group, you know, and now we get to week 11 and all of a sudden it's like, where'd they go? <laughs> There's none of them are there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's not great. That's what I feel like happened too. We were boosting, you know, uh, blowing up the Saints cornerback room in training camp, and that group, you know, pretty much got decimated. They got <laughs> depleted. They got no decimated works the there. That actually okay, decimated works there. Yes, because it's decimated by injuries. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look at now uh, with Marshawn Lattimore still out. Saw him at the game again. I don't know if that's another positive sign. Maybe. He's closer to getting back on the practice field. Uh, lose a guy in Bradley Roby, though, as well. So, you know, you're, you're missing uh, some bodies there that you you were depending on. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's part of the life in the NFL. There's only so much you can do. You know, guys get hurt, Williams but, was out for a while. Yeah, like you just got you got to find a way to win games. And, you know, this this team, they need to be a desperate team right now. And that's. You know, I don't I don't know if you've seen that from them in the last two losses, right? Like I don't think you saw a team that was like playing with desperation. Yeah, that I th- I think that might have been one of the most disappointing things in Pittsburgh. I didn't see that want out of anybody there. Yeah. No, I agree with that. No, and so hopefully they can go out to San Fran and you know, that's going to be, you know, that that's been a that's been a kind of fiery rivalry the last few seasons. So hopefully maybe that can bring something out. Maybe Alvin Kamara can get in on the action. Uh, and score a couple touchdowns. Um, He's due. Yeah, but either way, I think we're going to see more Caden Ellis. Hopefully he can keep it up. But, okay, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about more with some positivity and how you might be able to win some money um, or lose like some that. money. One way or the other. Keep it locked on Inside Black and Blue. 